God just for five minutes said you know what God I got some lost family folks that need to be saved I got some friends out there that are broken that needs to be fixed I got some people out there that's out there on the needle they're not here but we are church listen when Paul and Silas got out of prison and the jailer was going to end his own life. You know what Paul said? We are here. Look around. I preached the message. Look around. Look around. We are here. We're here for you. We're here for you. We're here for you. We're here for you. Whatever you're going through, I believe the Holy Ghost. I may not be able to read your mail, but I'm going to tell you something. And then if you're hiding something, or you're going through something, or you fell in something, let me tell you something what the Holy Ghost will do. It will set you free here tonight. I, I tell you what we need is a shaking in the land, church. Paul and Silas started to go pray. And here was a certain damsel, a spirit. It seems like every time you want to go pray, the enemy is on your trail. Reckon why? Because there's power in prayer. I said he wants to distract you from getting along with God in your prayer closet. Get alone in God in the Word. You realize Paul and Silas got thrown in prison simply going to pray and casting out a demon? But it shook. The place shook because they prayed and they sung. That here's the trivia question. Do you think they knew that was going to happen? Do you think Paul and Silas told themselves, Brother, I have been beaten. I am worn down. They stripped us naked. They called us every name in the book. If there was anyone... They couldn't get a hand up, I'd say it'd be them. Yeah. Come on now. But they sung praises yeah. and they worshiped and they prayed. Amen. And because of that, a shaking happened. Yeah. Church, when a shaking happens, watch this. Stuff that you bring on you shakes off. Amen. I said it shakes off. When a shaking happens, whatever you brought in here, whatever God starts to shake up, his blood the earth is his throne. Yes, sir. The heavens is his throne and the earth is his footstool. What if he just started stomping his foot tonight? Come on now. Say, can a shaking happen here? That's the only shaking that took place was in the prison. We're worried about everybody else in their church and what they're doing. Let's get a shaking here tonight. I'm going to tell you something. You know what my prayer has been? Lord, take us like a salt shaker and turn me upside down and shake me out for the glory of God. Amen. Father God, we thank you, Lord. I can stay here all day. I remember when I got high. I remember I'm 21 years clean. I could go back to where I was walking over people. I didn't know if they was dead or alive. I didn't even know how I got to the house that I got to the next day. 
But it seems like church service is too much for us to do. Uh-oh. And it shouldn't be. I drove four hours for you. For God to show up. For your heart. I know what God's done for me. And God's not a respect of persons that he can do it for you. If God can rescue me at my third suicide attempt as an atheist. At the age of 18 and save my soul. He can do it to you. Come on. get my Bible ready there. Pastor, if that's here. Father God, we thank you, Lord, for this opportunity. Church, this is an opportunity. Amen. To be here in his presence. Lord, I pray, Lord, every single person will be blessed and encouraged. If you're broken, listen. Why was it in the still small voice for Elijah? Why was it not in the thunder? Why was it not in the loud noise? Because he was showing him that I was that close to you the whole yeah. time. Yeah. That I'm a whisperer away. That's why it was in the still, small voice. We think it's in the loud noise. But Jesus was saying, I'm that close to you, Elijah. That's why it was in the whisper. Because I'm that close. Church, if you come broken, he is so close to you right now. But you cannot focus on what's breaking you. You got to focus on the one that's going to fix you. Jesus is attracted to needs. He'll walk right by a religious person to touch somebody that's broken here tonight. To fix somebody here tonight in Jesus' name. You be seated in the presence of God. A lot has happened since I preached here last time. I never thought today that I would have to say, let me go look on my calendar to see if I got your, a spot for you on that day. Because God has opened doors after doors. I'm sorry I'm getting so close. I like getting close with the people. But God has opened up doors and doors and doors. I preach rehab Tuesday. I preach the rehab Wednesday. And I preach the rehab Thursday. And here I am Saturday night. Amen. 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 God, listen. God is still in the restoring business. Okay. You can be right. This is the problem with the church. You fall and you make a mistake. And you think you have to go back and repeat certain steps to get back with God. That's not true. The Bible says them that falleth go restore them such in the spirit of meekness. Amen. Restore in the Greek means complete. Come on. Friend, you can be right back standing with God today yeah. by the grace and the mercy of God. You don't have to do backflips. You don't have to go back a year from now. But you can be right standing with God right now. Right now is the time for God to move. Right now is the time for God to heal. Right now is the time for God to show up and wreck your life, son. To turn your life upside down. But the question lies, will he do it for me? Yes, he will. I heard my whole life, empty out so God can fill you up. I didn't understand that because I don't want to empty out God. 
I don't want to empty out the Holy Ghost. I don't want to empty that stuff out. And as I was meditating, he says, no. Empty out of yourself. Because the eye can get full of the Holy Ghost and the power of God. It is an empty, it is a denying oneself and allowing God to come into your life and have control in Jesus' name. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Are you ready? It's hot in here. I mean, it's hot. Look at this. I'm already sweating. How's the drums? Be honest. Huh? Matthew 14, verse 22. Jesus walking on the water. And Peter going to him. And straightway Jesus constrained his disciples to get into a ship and to go before him onto the other side. In other words, he's made all the things necessary for you or the disciples to get to the other side. He will never take you to something to abandon you at it. If he takes you to something, now he may not always pull you out of it. Come on, man. Because the three Hebrew children went in the fire, they experienced the fourth man in the fire. I don't know about you. I don't want to stay outside the fire. I'd rather be in the fire of the Holy Ghost so I can experience the very man in the fire with me. So he don't pull you out. But I promise you he'll take you through. I said I promise you he will take you through. Psalms 23. Even though we go through the valley of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil because thou art with me. Honey, I come to tell you we ain't quitting. We're not camping out on this thing and they're only shadows. You hear me? They're only shadows. They're made to scare you. But because Jesus is leading the way, I'm not going to fear. Because fear brings doubt. You start doubting the word of God. That's what fear does. You get into his word, you start saying, well, this isn't for me. So then you start doubting the word of God because now fear has entered your soul in your mind and has pushed you back. Friend, I've come to tell you, blind Barnabas, if you would allow the religious folks, uh, if you would allow those folks there to say, hey, hold your peace, uh, you're too loud. What if he allowed that to happen? And he says, you know what? Uh, I'm just a beggar. I'm a nobody. Who am I among so many? I'm just going to take a seat right here. Uh, what if he would have sit down on his praise? Uh, what if he would have sit down, amen, and did not yell the more? I've come to tell you, amen, the voice of the enemy should not be no louder than your voice. The voice of the enemy should not shut you up. The voice of the enemy should not shut you up because blind Barnabas cried the more. So he's a warring lion seeking who he may devour. If the enemy's voice is louder than the line of Judah, you need to get your ear to the ground. Amen. If I ever want to have a talk with my daughter, one-on-one, -on -one, I do it all the time. I call it father-daughter. 
I say, Brianna, it's time for our talk. She says, what did I do, Dad? She's 17. I said, you ain't done nothing. I just need to talk to you. And I sit her down. I look at her in the eye. And I say, you know your daddy. Amen. We've been able to prevent 155 suicides. Come on, somebody. 155 suicides in three years. And Howard, I looked at her. And I said, baby, what good would that have done if I lost my own daughter in the process of it? It starts at the house, church. Amen. If we try to do it in here and you don't do it there, it won't work. But for me to have that one-on-one -on -one talk with God, it has to be one-on-one -on -one where there's no noise. For me to have that one-on-one -on -one talk with my daughter, it has to be one-on-one -on -one with no noise. The problem is we want to listen to all the noise. And you know what we say? I feel alone. Honey, you're at the perfect place. You're at the perfect place to meet God. Because if you're alone, guess who's right there next to you? Honey, start talking to him. Start praising him. He's right there. Listen, you might feel alone, but you're never abandoned by God. And then he won't leave you. He won't forsake you, but he'll go all the way into yes, you. That's going to be on my tombstone. You may feel alone, but you are never abandoned by God. The problem lies, and I have no notes. The problem lies, how deep do you want to go? Come on, brother. See, God don't always tell you the details how you're going to get to the other side. That's where we walk by faith and not by sight. That's where God, do we believe this stuff or do we just read it? Huh? Do you believe this stuff or do you just read it? Because my Bible says he'll make a way where there seems to be no way, honey. It is the process. To get there. And just like somewhere else where Jesus told the disciples, we must go to the other side. What was so important? And I ask God these questions all the time. What was so important that Jesus would say, I must go to Samaritan, right? Right. Because right. he met a woman that changed her world and won the, won the whole city. Right. He said, I must go over. We must go over to the other side for one demon possessed man. Are you telling me that Jesus fell asleep on a pillar? That Jesus went through a storm and every bit of that just to go over and rescue? Where was you at? Friend, let me tell you something. If Jesus would have told the disciples, we're going over to the other side, but you're going to have to experience a storm out of your life, would they even got on the boat? Would they even volunteer? To See, that's why we need a prayer life. That's why we need a prayer life to always be ready to step into something that God has gotten for us. If that's a storm, honey, I'm going through the storm. If I got to climb something, I'm going to climb it in here. So here's my question. You might be going through what you're going through to see someone else set free. Jesus and the disciples went through the storm to see one person set free and the rest of the country rejected him for it. So he says, all right, I'm out of my own business. I'll go back. And he went back. And we wonder why there ain't no revival. Because we don't need you here. That's why. We don't need this shout. 
We don't need this boogalooing and jumping up and down. Honey, I don't know about you. When I get excited, I like to shake. I like to run with the best of them. Because, listen, Buddha didn't rise on the third day. Muhammad didn't raise on the third day. There's not nobody around here that Muhammad's spirit in them. Honey, when Jesus rose on the third day, he deposited the spirit. He deposited the spirit. He chose to live inside of you. Muhammad didn't do that. Buddha didn't do that. But we serve a God that says, you know what? I'm going to deposit my spirit within you. Go before him on the other side while he sent the multitudes away. And when he sent the multitudes away, he went up into the mountain apart to what? Friend, if the Son of God had to take time to pray, how much more should we pray? I have built three social. I didn't come to brag about my numbers, but just listen. Because not everybody does this, especially on prayer. My, my Instagram is almost at 200K right now. My TikTok is almost 2.5 million. My Facebook is almost at 1 million followers. And every one of them, I post the same video. You know what it is? Who in here knows? Who in here knows me? Whoa, 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 scroll. Yeah. Who's this hillbilly like guy running with a beard in the middle of nowhere with this big old jacked up truck wanting to pray for me? Want to invest in me. Says, hey, take me by the hand, amen. You may not have somebody that you can hold on to, but here's my hand and let's pray. That's how I built my social media. Yeah. Friend, the disciples, when they went to Jesus, Howard, they didn't say, teach us to be great evangelists. Right. Teach us to be great speakers. They said, teach us to pray. They must have been something about Jesus yeah. when he prayed that the disciples took notice. Yeah. The glory. Something had to. Man, I want to do that. Yeah. Teach us to do that. Yeah. How important is prayer? Me and you are here. We're byproduct of it because of a grandma or a papa decided to pray for us. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So it says, and, they, and there where he was alone, but the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed in waves, for the wind was contrary. Maybe that's where you're at right now. My message tonight, quit identifying your boat. Yeah, I'm going to get into it later. Now, these boats wasn't big boats like we have today. It's probably like a bathtub of Ours today back then. I'm sure they, they might have been a little bit bigger, but compared to the boats of the day, it's probably a whole lot smaller. And it says, and in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them walking on the sea. Right. Yeah. Friend, I want you to listen, I want you to listen well. Whatever storm, whatever situation you're going through, Jesus is walking on it. Yeah. <laughs> 
the very thing that was troubling the disciples, the very thing that put fear in them, Jesus was walking on it. He was walking on the very storm that was coming against the disciples, showing that nothing is greater than him. Can you imagine being in that situation in the middle of a sea and Jesus is walking upon what you're experiencing? That he is so much greater than any storm. The problem is we focus on the storm more than the person that's in the storm with us. Trying to get ahead of myself, but it's kind of hard to. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, there was trouble saying there's a spirit, and they cried out for fear. But straightway Jesus spoke unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I. Makes the difference. When Jesus shows up, it makes all the difference. He says, hey, listen, don't worry about this. I'm here. Yes, sir. Just as much as my daughter, if she ever had to experience something in her life, she'd come to her daddy and say, my daddy's here. Right. Just as much as my daddy in heaven's here. All right. You know what the Bible says? He is a present time of help in trouble. Yeah. He'll show up and rescue you to where you'll have a rescue story. Glory to God. He is a present time of help in trouble. We feel like when we get in trouble, we run the opposite way. I would hate to know that my daughter would have to go to five other people instead of her dad. Uh I'd hate to know that we went to five other preachers and pastors instead of straight to Jesus to them. Because I'm going to tell you something. The same power that's in us pastors and preachers is the same power within me. The same power that raised Jesus up from the grave. It's offered to every single. Start laying hands on yourself. Speak for yourself. Amen. We've created idols in men and women to try to do it for us. Everybody know what Romans 12 is, 1 and 2? I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto me. This is your reasonable service. Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. That way you can prove. That way we can prove the perfect will of God. Friend, if you are not transforming, you are conforming. And I don't want to transform into Howard. I want to transform into Jesus. I want to transform. Jesus didn't mean for us to try to be like everybody else. But he wants you to stand out and be like him. So I'm going to tell you right now, I don't look like most preachers today and I care less. I care less. It's the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost. People say you preach good. I said, no, I don't preach good. The Holy Ghost preaches good. Because the Holy Ghost is the preacher. It ain't me. The Holy Ghost is just using me as a tool. But straightway, Jesus spoke unto him, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I. Be not afraid. And Peter answered him, and I don't know why. You're in the middle of a storm, and you're going to ask to step out on the storm. But then I heard the Holy Spirit say, 
Because he realized who was in the storm and the rest didn't. Friend, if we can only get to Jesus, it's going to be alright. If I got to crawl on my knees like the woman with the issue of blood, if I got to scream at the top of my lungs like blind burning mess, I will do it to get his attention. Give the Lord a shout of praise in the house of God. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be you, come unto thee on the water. Something about water, church. I was at my best friend's, one of my good friends' house. He had one of them 10-foot pools. And the Lord says, I want you to step out ankle deep. And I remember I was ankle deep. He said, start walking. I started walking. He said, you can control your every step, can't you? I said, yes. And there's no hesitation against me. It's easy to walk. It's easy to control my steps up to the ankle. Then I got up to my knees. He said, you can still control your steps. I said, yes. With a little bit of hesitation, I was able to go forward. Then I got a little deeper up to about, I'm six foot two. I got up to a five foot mark. And it was up to my chest. And there was somewhat hesitation against me, but I was still able to control my steps. And then I got to the six foot mark and I was tippy toeing a little bit. The fear of not letting go to go deeper. Come on now. Write it down. The fear of knowing what may happen if you go deeper. Because, friend, when you go deeper, it's out of your control. As long as we can control it, we want to walk in it. But the moment the spirit wants to take over, say, I want to take you deeper, you're not going to be able to control your steps, baby. You ain't going to be able to control your moves. Because God's got so much greater for you. If we can just learn to lay back in the way of the Holy Ghost and say, Lord, just take me in the river. Just take me in the river. But as long as we can control our own steps, we'll always use our options. But where there's not an option, what are you going to do then? We're going to choose Jesus, right? Hopefully you choose Jesus all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. We got too much stuff, church. I believe it. Verse 29. And he said, come. Peter walked upon the water, but he walked upon the word. Amen. That was the spoken word in red. Come. Friend, what boat? What have you identified your boat tonight? Anxiety? Depression? Fear? Doubt? Hurts? Past hurts? Pains? And God is saying, come. Yeah. If we're not careful, we would choose to stay in the boat with the rest of them. And blend in in our safe spot. Wow. And say I'm scared to step out. Wow. But Jesus is calling every one of us to a deeper walk with him. Yes he is. And he is saying if you believe me. If you trust me. Step out. It's your response to the word. Amen. Peter said if it's you bid me to come. What was the response? It's me. Come. Right. Peter's response was, I'll get out of the boat. Amen. Amen. 
What is your response? I'm just going to stay in my anxiety. Do you really believe God wants you to stay in your anxiety for the rest of your life? Do you believe that lie? If I would have listened, I've been in this thing for 21 years, only been preaching for nine because I stayed in my boat. Because people said I was too dumb. I was too ignorant. God will never forgive someone like you. You're from Harlan, Kentucky. They would use everything against me. Instead of saying, you know what? If God said it, do it, son. So I've traveled all this way. I've traveled all this way to pack up the word of God. If God says to step out of your boat, honey, I would step out right now. I would run to this altar. Whatever it took. You are in depression. You are in fear. You are in past hurts. And I'm going to say this. You are even in unforgiveness. God will not bless unforgiveness. He can only bless the real you. Not the fake. You have been in your boat so long. You put tally marks. One month. Two months. Three months. Four. Five. You even know the wood grain of your boat. Well, you know what God has spoken to you and you've allowed fear to stay in your boat instead of stepping out on the word of God. Peter walked upon the word that came out of Jesus' mouth. Come. Friend, he is telling you the same thing. Come to me. Whatever you want to identify your boat as, God is telling us tonight to step out on it. And you might say, well, I may fall. Well, if we read later on, Peter did fall. But at least he fell trying. The others didn't fall because they didn't try. So if we are to fall, let's fall trying. Let's fall walking upon what God has spoken and downloaded in our spirit and walk upon the waters and the troubles of this life. Because I'm going to tell you something right now. If I was Peter, I would have failed the first time. I would have stuck my big toe. And I would have, I've been honest with you. I wouldn't have failed in the process. I believe I would have failed trying at first to see if the water would hold me. Friend, that's when you come to Christ. Amen. That's when you come to Christ and you confess that He is Lord. That is just an introduction. Yeah. Hi, my name's Nick Sargent. What's yours? Pat. You know me, Pat? Uh, I know of you. But you don't know me? No. Can you stand up, Pat? Yes. Can we walk a little bit? Yeah. So, what's your favorite pet? Oh, a golden doodle. I don't know. Oh, you're married. Are you married? No, I'm not. Okay. You got any kids? I do. You got any married kids? I do. Okay, sit down. What changed? When we learn to deny ourselves and pick up our cross and follow and walk with God. That's when, and and I'm scared, we just know Jesus at an introduction level. Romans 10, 9 is right. If you confess that Jesus is Lord, he shall be saved. For in a heart a man believeth unto righteousness, but confession is made unto salvation. That is the correct formula. But if you stay there, Come on. Stay that. 
And you decide not to deny yourself and walk with the very one, the very one, thank you, Holy Ghost, the very one that allowed him to get out of the boat. He got distracted and took his eyes off. The very ones that allowed you to get saved, Jesus, if we're not careful, will take our eyes off the very one that saved us. And we fall in love with the gifts and the talents and the anointing, but we forget about the very one that called us to those. Starting, you can get a thousand people to start. That don't mean a thing. It's who finishes. My number one question on social media, how do you get close to God? Would y'all like to know? Come on. I just talk about my daughter a lot. I love her. I only got one child. Ever since she was in diapers, she's been on a full wheeler. Ever since she was able to stand, she's got a picture next to my big truck with 38 with 15 inch rims. Not these 22s and 24s that look like a little donut. I'm still old school, baby. I like the more rubber look. All right? But I got a picture of her next to my truck, and I, and I got pictures of her on my four-wheeler asleep. The moving would put her to sleep. I remember when I tried to teach her to drive my five-speed. Is that a thing around here? Anybody know how to drive a five-speed? Okay, I'm at the right place. Okay. All right, all right. She would go from first, second, and third. She'll go from second, third, and third to second. Or no, Lord God, I ain't drove it so long. Am I right or wrong? Yeah, that's reverse. First, second, yeah, third and fourth, yeah. She'll go from fourth to third and third to fourth. And she'll smile like this on the gear shifter. That's all she could do. But I'll put her around it her, her whole life. Guess what she likes now? I didn't force her to like it. Nobody should force you to church. Nobody should force you to pray. Nobody should force you to read the word. Honey, if you hang out with God enough, you'd want to read his word. You hang out with God long enough, you'd want to pray. You hang out with God long enough, you'd want to come to church. All I done was put her around and I rubbed off on her. God will rub off on you. You will start talking like God and walking like God because you are spending time with God. Amen. Okay. Come, and when Peter was come down to the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw the wind blisterous, he was afraid and began to sink. And he cried, saying, Lord, save me. I don't know where we think we got to get such long, rhymable prayers that sound so good. He didn't fast to his belly button fell off. He didn't pray for no hour. I'm not making fun of any of that. I'm not making, don't read into that. Don't, don't you say, Nick said, don't fast and don't pray. That's not what I'm saying. I'm trying to make a point here. Because out, out of the heart, the mouth speaks. It's when you say, Lord, help me. I'm in a situation that I can't get out. I'd have to know that something was happening to somebody that I loved and they're dying and I had to call 20 people instead of crying out the Lord. 
That's what I mean by that. We ought to be ready all the time. All the time. This is our problem. Don't laugh. I know you will because I told you to. Not to. <laughs> this is our problem. I promise you this is our problem. I'm a man. I know this. <laughs> I know. I know men. We're like this. This is what we would have done. <laughs> Hold on a minute. <laughs> Hold on, I'll get up myself. I'll do it myself. I fell into this, I'll get myself out. Well, Peter didn't do that. He cried out, Lord, help me. Lord, save me. And it says, immediately, Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him, O thou little faith, worth it is thou doubt. Yeah. Now I want to think about Peter, Jesus being 180, 190. I think he was lean. I'm going somewhere. Just listen. So here's Jesus walking upon the water, holding his own weight. 180, 190, 200. Now, Pete, I put Pete about 250, 260. Yeah. Right? <laughs> right? Yeah. All right? I can't, I can't uh, you know, it's not there in Scripture, but I like to think he was, all right? Jesus, now hold on, I'm going somewhere. Jesus is holding up his own weight. Now, it says that Peter was sinking, sinking. Reaching his hand down in the water, holding his own weight. It ain't like he had a bar. Oh, glory to God. How strong is our Jesus? It ain't like he had somebody else to hold Jesus up. Friend, he deadlifted Peter straight up out of the water, holding his own weight. And the weight of Pete. Holding his own weight up and holding up Pete's weight. Now, I used to work out. I know I don't look like it, but I used to. And I know this. This is called cheating. But when you dead weight, it's not cheating. Can you imagine Jesus holding his own weight, pulling down? Come on, buddy. God, it's powerful. Even though Peter fell in the storm, Jesus pulls him up out what he fell in. I can't help it because I fell in some stuff. I've been through some stuff and I felt the hand of God come down. I said I felt the hand of God come down and pull me up again. The very thing Pete fell in, Jesus pulled him up in. And guess what, folks? It didn't end there. They went back to the boat, and then he turned and ceased the storm. Showing Pete what you fell in, I'll pick you up in, and we'll walk right back through it again. See? When you know that God's pulled you up out of some stuff and he's walked you through some stuff, you know he didn't give up on you. He didn't leave you there to drown, honey, but he pulled you up. His grace was there for you. His mercy was there for you. He made a way where there seemed to be no way. Yes. 
my next back there, brother? I got two nets and one big old one. What time is it? My almost at eight o'clock. Okay. I preached at one one place, and about fifty percent of the people got up and walked out. And I said, "My preacher can't be that bad." They said, "No, they had they had to kill you." <laughs> I was like, "Man, I'm preaching really bad." I just got up there. Thank you, brother. We're going to fish. Yeah, we're going to fish. <laughs> you lay it over there. I think that'd be old Pete. Jesus stretched forth his hand. 
And he reaches down and says, no, not today. And he loves more than God. He catches you, brother. He catches you from the kingdom of God. I need to pop five people on the left and seven on the right. I want you to man this net. I want you to man that net. I'm going to put you in the net. Come on, volunteers, let's go. Get up. Come on, you know how to get up and walk, right? Come on. I want different people. I want tall, short, chubby, small, little. <laughs> I want all kinds of different things. Come on, get in the net. All right, we're getting this net. Put it over. Watch the screen. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I want you to see how powerful this is. I want some people up in here. Get up in there. Watch the screen. Get up in there. Watch the screen. Watch the screen. I do not have insurance. So. <laughs> I'm not responsible for eating fish, getting hurt, or filleting. Can, can you turn around? I don't mean to put you on the spot, but I, is that a tattoo? Yeah. But you're not supposed to be in that net. <laughs> Church. Come on. You're not saved. And you're too tall and big. How old are you? How old? How old are you? 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 Look at all the different ages. Yeah. And you got one. Where are you from? South Korea. That's from a different place. Come on. Come on. Hey, he's still in the kingdom of God. I ain't going to classify him out. He's from a different place. He's in the kingdom now. But I want you to look at There's different colors. Tattooed, hats. Oh, Lord. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, in the neck. Woo! You know it, that's no, you can't stand. Absolutely not. You're not safe, buddy. You gotta, you gotta put that off. <laughs> Look here. Look how beautiful this is. Yeah. 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 We can't pick and choose who comes, church. Yes. Our job is to preach the gospel and let down our nets, and whatever comes up, God cleans. A lot of people, you know, they, they don't matter. Uh, judge you. Yes, sir. So, yeah, I told you, that string will get you every time. <laughs> As they fold these up, I want to do an altar call. Okay? Awesome sauce. Number one, if you are on the bottom and you need the Lord Jesus Christ and you think you're that fish that cannot be caught, the Holy Ghost caught you tonight. The Holy Ghost has got your name. I want yes, you to come up. Sir. I want you to come up to an altar of prayer and submit to God. Yes. Who in here would do that? 
You're lost. Becomes one. Who else becomes one? They're not taking you to heaven. They'll probably take you to hell if you let them. Yeah. But I promise you, they're not going to take you to heaven. Only Jesus, the blood of Jesus. As this song is singing, you are lost. Friend, if I ask you if you're saved, you say you don't know, or you have to think about it. You're not saved. You say, well, how do you know that? Because this is a feeling you should know. This is a knowing that you are saved. I don't feel like I'm married. I know I'm married. Just as much as you, I use this in schools with kids, and they come up all the time because they think they're saved. But they, they think they're saved, but they don't know they are. You don't think you can put on a fake smile? You don't think you can walk in here and ignore the Holy Ghost and walk back out the same way? Wow. We'll live one more minute. And then we'll do an altar call for everybody. Step out of your boat. Yes, sir. We're dealing with fear right now. Come on up. I'd run. There's one. I don't care how long you've been here. You can be a savior. It doesn't matter to me. Who's dealing with fear? Come on, only two? Who's been in your boat for too long? God's called you to minister. God's called you out. I'm not going to turn the lights off and guess who's who. When you come up here, you can come up here yourself because of the drawing of the Holy Ghost. What about unforgiveness? You know, when you come up and God, you call it out, and God calls it out, you know He can take it away, right? He can take it away. What about past regrets and hurts and pains? What about guilt and shame? Maybe something happens to you in your younger years. You may have been able to get over that. Come on, bro. Reach out.